Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Welcome back to Refreshing the Soul Podcast. I am your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me this day. Whatever day it is for you that you're listening to this, it is still the day that God has made. And we get to choose. We It is a choice to rejoice and to be glad today. If you're not glad today, if you're feeling weary, tired, exhausted, you know, this month we are refreshing the weary soul and it's so timely too. I believe just a lot of people are in a place of where you, it's not that you haven't been faithful. It's not that you haven't tried at your best, but sometimes we are diligent in our diligence and in our doing the best that we can showing up every day for our families for our jobs, for our our businesses, for our our friends, for our our ministry. Sometimes you're just looking for, okay, God, when is this going to get easier? Or when am I going to see the things that I've been praying for? And I just want to encourage you this month, for those that who are weary, I want to read the foundation scripture actually of this podcast is Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And today I want to read it in the Passion Translation. It says, are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Man, that scripture sounds so beautiful. And when I first read that scripture in the NLT version, it says, I'll give you rest for your soul. And it says to take my yoke because it's easy and it's light. And it made me realize like, okay, I must be carrying a yoke already that isn't easy and light. But with if I join my life with Christ, he promises me a rest, a refreshing where I'm actually weary at. And he says, in the soul, it's in the soul. So one of the places that I have carried a heaviness at or where I've been weary at is in motherhood. And, you know, I, you know, fear of just really being a good mother, fear that I'm not going to be the mother that my kids need and they're going to grow up being broken and needing to learn about Jesus all on their, their own and fear that they would have to go through some of the things that I had to. So fear and then also just guilt guilt if i'm if i feel like i'm not spending enough time with them if i'm giving too much to ministry or if i'm giving too much to job or whatever and i had to come to a place of learning that number 1 family is ministry it is my first ministry but it would cause me though to overcompensate for my kids to spend a lot more time with them. I guess you can't spend too much time with your kids, but sometimes we can go to a place where we are overcompensating in areas and that leads us to tiredness, exhaustion, because you're trying to be everything for people, but you're doing it from a broken place. You know, fear and guilt, we show up out of that place. It's a broken place. It's a heavy place. And it can eventually lead to weariness. And so I wanted relief in motherhood and especially now becoming an an entrepreneur, a kingdom business owner, because I'm doing it God's way. I'm just like, Lord, I want to mother from a whole place, but I still want to be able to rest. I still want to be able to enjoy my life while I'm also running my own business now. And I found out a lot of that fear and guilt came from just childhood wounds. And I'm now I'm learning to mother from a whole place as well as accept the call that God has placed on my life. I know some of us were like, oh, God, I mean, we're doing what God has called us to do. And we feel like right, this is a lot. But if God has called us to do it, I believe he's given us strength to do it. 
There, he's given us grace to do it. There's strategy to do it in a way where we don't experience burnout or we don't experience overwhelm. I want to tap into that. And I don't know if you're struggling with that today on just how to be a mom. And maybe you are a mom and an entrepreneur and you just want to be able to show up from a place of rest and wholeness and not overwhelm, not guilt, not fear. And so if that's you, I have a treat for you today. I sit down with Deanna Mason, who I enjoy following. She was a resource to me as far as just this place of being a mom and entrepreneur. She is the creator of Refresh Moms, where she teaches mom entrepreneurs, homeschoolers, and leaders how to plan and enjoy spiritual rest mini sabbaticals. And through the Refresh Moms podcast and spiritual rest events that she has, She'll help you avoid or recover from burnout by creating consistent rest practices that make room for faith, family, and work. Oh, I love it. Don't you love that? Okay, you guys, here's my convo with Deanna Mason. Okay, welcome Deanna Mason to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm so honored to have you here. I'm very happy to be here. I'm already in love with the title. Oh, (laughs) well, of course, if y'all don't know, Deanna, she's from Refreshed Mom. She has a podcast called Refreshed Moms. And I'm going to tell you, like, the way I even met Deanna is actually from my pastor, Pastor Angela Peterson. She referred me to Deanna for just a resource for me as a mother. I have three kids. They're all under the age of 15. And I'm doing this, I'm doing a podcast, I've written a book, I'm in ministry, leading, working, and we just, sometimes as a mom, we can feel guilty for working and giving attention to all these different areas. And also we can feel guilty for just taking that time to rest and not, and sometimes not even knowing how to rest. And so Deanna is just a blessing, a resource for, I will tell you, for any mom out there. Whether I say you're an entrepreneur or not, she actually had, I saw a post where she put up that moms in general are leaders. And that's so true. We're leading our family. But and I've referred so many people <laughs> to Deanna, uh, her Facebook group. <laughs> I probably about half the people on there are probably <laughs> because I'm like, you got to get this. You got to get, I'm like letting people know about your mini sabbaticals. So we'll get into all of that. But first, I just want you Deanna, just to give us a little bit of background about you, your story, how did you come to Refreshed Moms? So yeah, give us some information, some story about you. Where did this all start? Yeah, (laughs) it all started because I myself was not a refreshed mom. That's really Mm -hmm. how this all got started. So I've been, had my hands in ministry work almost my entire adult career. So all of the work that I've done Sands like the first maybe two years after college, I have been a staffer of ministries and 501c3s. And when I started having children, it became very clear to me that I did not have whatever DNA it takes to (laughs) work a nine to five and -hmm. raise kids. I don't know how women do it. So (laughs) for you, I don't know how you're doing it. It's very baffling to me. I just didn't do it well. And I understand more about how God has created me now, but back then as a young mother, it was like, I can't do this. And so one of the things I decided to do was see if I could freelance my skill set to nonprofits and small businesses and just started taking on contract clients as a marketing manager Mm. and was able to replace my full-time income and come home to be with my children, at least, you know, more with my children than what I was at the time that was happening. My oldest was three, Um, maybe. And my youngest was not walking. I do. (laughs) So I had the baby. She wasn't one yet. And then my son was either headed to three or just turned three. Mm -hmm. They were very young. They're 15. I'm sorry. My son just turned 16. They're 16, 13 now. And once I got a taste of entrepreneurship, I just, it just felt good. It was like, this is for me. And that led me into doing 
ministry work on my own. And I opened up a nonprofit organization called Mm -hmm. Examples Family Resources. And that's where I decided I was going to support other moms in passing their faith down to their children. That was the season of life I was in. How do you model this at home? What does it look like to nurture faith in your children so they can know God for themselves? And so we just started doing programming for other mothers. I ran moms groups and conferences and workshops and things like that. That evolved into doing a specific work in the organization. And I can't remember how we got over there. I don't know how we got there, but with moms and teen girls, I don't know the evolution, but that became a passion. And we started doing some very specific work around allowing or empowering teen girls in self-image, body image, who God created them to be. Mm. Out of that birthed a magazine. So we created a print magazine, which hindsight, I don't know why we didn't go digital. Yeah, We created a print magazine. Mm-hmm. And once we created that print magazine, my ambition took over and said, you know what? I want this on the stores. I want this on the shelves next to Teen Vogue and all the 17, all the things that were out at that time that were speaking to the self-image and body image and beauty standards of young girls. I wanted this option to be right on the shelves with them. And me and my team worked hard to make that a reality. And so we eventually got picked up by two major magazine distributors and were distributed across the U.S. and parts of Canada. And we were basically on any shelf that had a teen magazine. We were there. Mm-hmm. So it, when I tell that story, people applaud. And I'm like, it that literally killed me. Wow. Sustaining that mm. nearly put me in the ground. And I'm not even saying that, you know, tongue in cheek. It, it was... I was utterly burned out. Somewhere in doing that, I made a decision to homeschool my oldest. Wow. Just to say lie on that insanity. And then found myself needing to quit. Yeah. And as I think about this now, you know, just about a decade after all of that happened, it's like the only reason why I put it down, something that I really felt passionate about, something I really felt like God had asked me to do something that I saw God moving in, which was why it was so surprising when I quit and closed the doors was I didn't have the bandwidth to sustain it. Okay. I didn't have any more mental, emotional, physical energy to continue it. And when I thought about re-upping for that next fiscal year, I couldn't fathom Mm. putting together another year. Mm. And I went to my board of directors. I don't know what was going on. I was like, if we can't hire the staff that I need, because we had all the money that we have for staff went towards making that magazine a reality. But Mm. every other part of my organization, which included the programming and the teaching of the workshop, the creating of the workshops, the event planning, the actual execution of the events and training volunteers and going into schools and doing the work with the youth groups in the local area. I was doing everything else. Wow. And let them know if we're not able to hire help on this other side of this organization, I just, I can't do it. And we didn't have the funds to do it. And so we made a four month plan to close the doors. Wow. And so when I closed the doors, I was done. Mm -hmm. I committed, I'm just not going to do entrepreneurship. I'm going to focus all of my attention on homeschooling my two children. By the time my daughter had entered kindergarten, said, I'm done. This is not for me. I obviously don't know how to do this. And I took three years to recover. And in that three years of recovery, what was happening without me knowing what was happening was I was learning how to prioritize my care I was learning how to prioritize my rest. I was reconnecting to a family rhythm that was more healthy. I was reconnecting to a a more healthy relationship with my husband, definitely nurturing my faith more consistently. These things were happening as a result of me putting that work down. And about 2017, so we're now three years into this, I felt like God was asking me to step back into entrepreneurship and I was terrified. I was terrified because I could, I didn't think I, I thought I was going to revert back mm-hmm. to all I knew to do when I incorporated that type of work. Right. I'm going to end up burned out again. Yeah. And I don't want to live like that again. And 
I just couldn't shake it. I really felt like this was something that God was birthing in me to step back into. And so I surrendered and I prayed and asked him, I said, if this is something you are requiring of me in this season, you know, I got these kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're obviously a caller of moms while they're raising their kids. If this is something that you are asking of me, I'm asking for you to help me do it without sacrificing the habits and the practices and all the things that I've learned about caring for myself. And please, for the love, help me equip other women that you are whispering to (laughs) help me help them do the same thing. And that's how Refresh Moms was born. So my whole desire back then was to help moms that were like me, moms that were stretched across multiple areas of leadership while they were parenting to sustain the call of that work without burnout. Yeah. And that's what I do today. That's awesome. First of all, I'm going to tell you, you sound like me. I sound like you. Like (laughs) there's a part of me that always get fearful of when God start calling me to things, because I feel like somewhere in it, it's going to be too much and I can't handle and I can't sustain it. And now that I've grown like a close relationship with God, I noticed that a lot of it is, it has to do with doing what God says to do when he says to do it and how he says to do it. Mm -hmm. And so you said something key when you're talking about your story, you said your ambition took over. Mm -hmm. And I think do you think that's why we get to burnout? Because we are probably doing more than what we were supposed to be doing, or we're not staying in this flow or rhythm of God, like his grace and his rest. Like, I don't know what it is. Like for me, I'm, I'm like, okay, I can do, this is the task I'm supposed to do. And I I'll overcompensate. I'll do more than I feel like I need to do to prevent from failing. To get, yeah. you know, so, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, what is that? That is like, I feel like that is a, that contributes to our burnout. Yeah. Like, wow. 100% agree. I call that an overfunctioner, yeah. someone that is doing more than what is necessary or required in order to achieve the goal. I am 100% an overfunctioner. I'm a performance orientator. I receive validation from people giving me praise around my productivity and my work. These are things that I've noticed, but it's not the only contributor. Um, Definitely that innate trait of high performance, which, you know, when you put a a positive spin on it, it could be just, I'm a high performer, right? right? But it can cross over to something that could be in a space of unhealth when you're over functioning. Another thing that I don't think that we do very well is to learn how to add and subtract at the same time. And the reason why I think we struggle with that is because here in America, I can't speak for other cultures, specifically women, specifically mothers, we are expected to work as if we don't have kids and raise kids as if we don't work. And so when we add things, we're expected to hold it while we're pregnant. Mm -hmm. We're expected to hold it and perform in certain ways that mirror our male counterparts without making allowances for the season of pregnancy. We're expected to hold way more than what we probably physically, mentally, emotionally are built to hold because mm-hmm. of that performance, because yeah. of expectations we are trying to meet, whether personally or realistically that are, we're being held to meet, you know, whatever those things are, we're not a culture that puts things down. We're a culture that put that picks things up and that can't happen. And whenever God is asking us to pick something up, I think one of the things that we can learn to do is to ask them, well, what must I put down to make room for this? And yeah, we don't know how to do that. Yeah. And I do believe the large contributor to that is culture and our family of origin. Mm -hmm. If this is something that was modeled, if we've watched our own mothers do this, for me, that's what was expected of us from my father. You know, there are a lot of things that bring us to that point, but in the nutshell, it all boils down to overfunction. Yeah. And I was going to say that I said, you know what, I think for me, you know, I grew up in a home where like my father is a deacon, my mom, you know, went to church three times out the week and I never saw them take a break. I never saw them not do anything. It was more added on top of each other. And so it's like trying to unlearn that lifestyle, trying to unlearn that way 
But man, I love that you said that if God is asking us to pick up something, like we need to ask God, okay, what do I need to lay down? I know I, lately I've been asking God, okay, how do I delegate this? Like, how do I delegate this part? Because now I'm unable to do this as efficient and as best as I can. So how can I delegate this? How can I delegate that? I think sometimes we have a hard time to, we feel like we're going to disappoint people. That actually leads to one of, and I believe what my audience struggle with is the emotional and the mental fatigue. Now you said there's like, there's seven types of rest. And so I really feel like they deal with, they need more of the emotional rest and the Mm. mental rest. And I know that emotional rest, it focuses on like, if we have these unreasonable expectations (laughs) for ourselves or, you know, not wanting to, and then when we do something wrong, we focus on what we got wrong. And then that mental, like, I just want you to talk about those, I want them to go and figure out and get more understanding of the seven types of rest by going to mm-hmm. But just specifically, like with the emotional rest and the mental rest, can you just explain what that is and different ways that they can, I guess, have that rest? Mm-hmm. That? Yeah, you did a good job of explaining the emotional rest. The emotional rest is definitely tied to living day to day, fulfilling expectations, whether they're unreasonable ones that we put on us, which most of the time is, or the expectations that we feel like we're being held to with other people in my space of entrepreneurship. One of the easiest ways people can identify this is with how they interact with their social content. Mm. And when you're posting something and you are consistently checking to see how many people liked it, how many people commented it, how many people are interacting with that thing, and we're not feeling that is successful unless we are having certain types of responses happening. And imagine doing that with every single post, every single piece of content, every single podcast episode. You know, for me with my podcast, it's like how many downloads that I hit the download number that I want to, you know, it's like it's constant, constant, it's constant. It doesn't stop. And that's emotionally draining. And and there's other things that contribute to it, but usually mm-hmm. people that are in my space can identify with the pull in the emotional drain of social media in our work. Mental rest deals more so of, if I say to-do list, people can identify a lot with mental rest. So it's the things that we're carrying around from day to day that we are needing to get done. So whatever those things are, and that can cross over from our work to-do list to the things that are happening in our home with our children, things personally, like, oh my gosh, I got to, go schedule that mammogram. Oh, I got to go make that dentist appointment. You know, oh, I've got to, you know, fill in the blank, you know, just all the things that we carry, especially as mothers, you know, we have like, like I have a task list app, Mm -hmm. which I love. Right. I think I have like five active lists right now going on in that. And that's how our brains look as women. We have lists for everything. I was just right before I hopped on, I was talking to my assistant, who is spending today making some checklists for me that are for women that are going to be enjoying the sabbatical with mm-hmm. me in October. And it's like, okay, can you create a checklist for childcare? Can you create a checklist for packing? Can mm-hmm. you create it? I'm just like, but that's how our brains are. <laughs> our brains. Yes. Yeah. And so if that's happening on a daily basis, mental rest is that permission to separate mm-hmm. from and surrender even what's on those lists in order to rest. So right. So that's a couple of descriptions yeah, on the no, seven I ways of rest. No, I love it. Okay. So I took your free mini course and I took yeah. my rest quiz and I deal with the soul, which is so funny. That's all what this pop, my podcast is about. And those are the two areas that it says mm-hmm. that I need to rest is mental and emotional, but it's also, it's the place that I'm most aware of. And it's the place where I, I feel like I do the most work. But because it needs the most works and that's the place mm-hmm. that I minister from. But I, you know, I thought it was funny, like with mental rest and I'm like, dog, I noticed a lot of the things that you say to do to achieve it. I'm like, gosh, I'm, I'm doing it. Like for mental mm-hmm. rest, I think you were saying to like, go, like have nature walks or go out in the nature. And so when I'm at my job. Like I literally have to pull away. I have to pull away. I go outside. And I stand by this tree. I go out by this tree and I just pray. Now, one thing though, I've never heard of this is doing the Pomodors technique and then the guided prayers between transitioning from one oh. to another. Yeah, I never heard of that. 
So I started listening to the guided prayers. I'm like, this is to help me transition between like work and, and mm-hmm. going home to family home, which is great. But the Pomodoro's technique where it's like what you work for a certain amount of length and you mm-hmm. go out and, and rest. Yeah. So the, that's the way I do it now. Okay. And I don't work like this all the time. It just depends, right. especially if I'm doing project work, creative work. I often employ the Pomodoro approach to my day. So a Pomodoro is a tomato. It's a type of tomato. Okay. Okay. And apparently there's a timer that is shaped like this tomato and it's called the Pomodoro timer. Okay. And Mm -hmm. you set that timer for 25 minutes and you work for 25 minutes. And before you work, you kind of set the goal of what you're trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. you know, in that 25 minutes, not the goal is not to finish it. It's like, this is what I'm working on in 25 minutes. If you finish it, great. If not, that's okay. And so you work for 25 minutes and then the timer goes off. You step away from your work for five. Okay. Okay. And this is just meant to like refresh your brain, refresh yourself, go to the bathroom, go get you, go refill your coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Go kiss your baby. Go kiss your man. Yeah. Go, you know, step outside, get some fresh air, go walk around the block, whatever those things are. And then you come back in, you assess where you left off, assess what you're about to jump in and do. You set the timer again, 25 minutes and you go. And you just do that as many times as you desire to do it. But it's a great way to work through projects or things that you've been procrastinating. You can do this to clean the home. You can do this to purge your closet. You can use it for any, especially if it's like something that like, I don't even want to do it. I know I got to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a way to like power through. It's yeah. in certain, there's science behind those rest breaks. There's a book the name of the book is called Rest, and I'm not going to get the author's name right. So as I talk, I'm going to see if I can I'll find them real quick. Okay. But it's a wonderful book. I think it's on my web. It may not be on my website. I don't think I put it on my website because it's quite scientific. And I tend to go a little bit more feel-goody with the books that I recommend than the direction of this book. But I'm going to recommend it here. Rest by Alex Sojung Kim Pang. Sujong is spelled S-O-O-J-U-N-G dash Kim, A-I-M, Pang. And, uh-oh, it's going to start playing. I don't want it to play. I just want to look at it. This is <laughs> All right, rest. Why you get more done when you work less, all right? And it literally goes into the science behind it. And so it's like there's something happening in that five-minute step away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many people are like, oh, I don't need it. I just want to power through. I want to get it done. Yeah. Look, I, I've done that too, right? But there's something happening. And I hope we can get into this if we talk just a little bit about Sabbath rest before we get mm-hmm. off. Yes. But there's something divinely happening mm-hmm. to us physically, mentally, emotionally, when we allow ourselves to rest. Yeah. And is something that is intangible mm-hmm. that you just got to trust it's doing what it's been designed to do. Yeah. And we are actually more productive when we step away yeah. to rest than when we power through to get something done. I have been with the different duties and, and whatnot that I've been given. That's why I've been asking God, okay, give me wisdom on how to manage, how to delegate, like what should my days look like? And so for every day, he was like, you know, every day I'm doing something. But Friday, he said, that's a day of rest. And so here I am trying to get as much done Monday through Thursday. And Friday comes, the first Friday to do this, it's a day of rest. And I was like, you know what? But if I finish this, I just, let's just do this in the morning and get this out of the way. So that way I can, I don't have to think about where, but and I literally, God checked me. (laughs) So like, no, this is a day of rest. It's okay for it to be undone. And I feel like that sometimes it's hard for us to enter that place of rest because some it not being finished, not being complete, but it's learning how to be okay and be content and knowing that that doesn't give you a sense of calmness, doesn't give you a sense of peace. It's tapping into something more divine. And so that day it is almost like God is teaching me that even when things are not done, you can still have rest. You can still be in a sense of peace. I'm not trying to power through to get it all done. 
I'm the type of person like if I don't like knowing I got a bunch of stuff to do, I'd rather just get it done. So now when a Friday comes, it's becoming like easier. Like I'm looking forward to Friday. Yeah. If it doesn't get done, guess what? Saturday is here. I can pick it up. But this is a day. This is sacred. It's my sabbatical day. It's my, you know, it's my sabbatical day right now. But I just like that is so I've never done this before, Deanna, but it is so refreshing. Yeah. To give myself permission to not do anything, even when I know something needs to be done. Uh And I believe right now there are moms listening to this. This is actually going to be in the series of refreshing the weary soul. I believe they're tired. They're in, they, whether they're entrepreneur or not, I believe they're tired. And I think they, it's hard for them to give themselves permission to step away. They got to take care of the kids. I have to do this. And then once that's done, then I can give myself permission. Like, what can you say to a mom right now who it's hard for them to step away? They feel guilty doing it or they just don't know how. Yeah. Let me speak to the guilty part first. If you are a woman listening to this and you share our faith, then I feel like you're going to obey God before you obey me. Mm. And if rest was good enough for God, mm. necessary for God, the creator of heaven and earth. Right. Necessary for Jesus. Yeah. The creator of heaven and earth, then it is absolutely necessary for you. Yeah. And one of the things, there's a couple things that you said that I want to insert into this answer. So part of the problem is we arrogantly think that God stops working when we do. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Two, we learning to surrender to rest. And I'm going to just call it Sabbath rest right now because mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm working hard to reframe Sabbath for women. Mm-hmm. I want mothers, especially to embrace Sabbath, even if your children are waking up during the night. And even if you're like, Sabbath doesn't look the way that I dream of because I'm always chasing these kids. I don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) Sabbath is for you. And when we decide to honor Sabbath rest, like you do on a Friday, Mm -hmm. we're actually engaging our faith that this is actually better for me than not doing it. Yeah. Whenever we take on a godly discipline, a biblical discipline, Mm -hmm. whenever we decide to adopt a heaven's perspective around approaching our life, we automatically trade secularism for divine. Yeah. Just automatically. And so when we trade for kingdom of God citizenship, which part of kingdom of God citizenship includes the enjoyment of Sabbath, not the legalism of Sabbath, the gift of Sabbath Mm -hmm. is part of your kingdom citizenship. It is awaiting you when you trade secular busy, secular parenting, secular views of, of what motherhood looks like, yeah. secular views of what work looks like with what the kingdom of God has for you. And part of what is involved in that work rhythm is rest. They go together. Think of a cell. They're part of the same cell. They do not exist well without each other. Right. Neither one. Yeah. Neither one. Too much rest, you cross over to laziness, right? And idleness. Too much work, you definitely cross over into trusting yourself over trusting God's hand, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they both go together and whatever, there's always going to be something that's not done. There's yeah. never going to be a week that you're going to reach the day or the end mm-hmm. and be like, yep, there's nothing else for me to do. That's never going to happen. Right. Ever. Not if you're walking with God. Because yeah, <laughs> so he's true. got stuff for you. That's so true. You know, so <laughs> you just, you've got to just create the rhythm of inserting rest. Good work does not exist without good rest. Yeah. I don't care where you're working. Mm. Working in the home, working at a job, working as an entrepreneur, you're a ministry leader, you're homeschooling your kids. I don't care where, what work looks like. Mm-hmm. Good work doesn't exist without good rest. And if we can just trust that, yeah. now we go to God. So how do I do it? 
we all have unique approaches to what rest looks like, depending on the season. What my rest looks like is completely different than a mom who has a baby, a mom that's nursing, a mom that has a special needs child, a mom that's caretaking for a parent. There's, it looks differently. Right. No matter what it looks like, if you say, God, I believe is for me, your first step is <laughs> asking him, how do I create this? Yeah. For myself, separate from any ideas you may think it should look like. Mm-hmm. Well, rest to me looks like completely leaving the house and stepping away from the children. You know what? Maybe there's opportunities for that to happen, but for most of us, that's not what it looks like. Right. Okay. So if you're telling me Sabbath rest is for me and it doesn't include me actually leaving these children for 24 hours or for whatever minute time, what, how do I get, how do I feel rested while I'm taking care of my kids? And God is like, I got an answer for you. I got provision for you. Mm -hmm. I got wisdom for you. Most of the time, he's going to ask you to stop doing something. Yeah. (laughs) Most of the time, Mm -hmm. there's some some restraint involved when you're in a season of motherhood. The season of motherhood, by default, is a season of restraint. You can't do everything. You know you can't do everything. I don't care what secularism tells us. You can't. (laughs) Right. You can't. Mm -mm. And so there's something you probably have to put down and I'm getting a little angry. There's something you're probably going to have to put down (laughs) in order to pick up rest. Yes. And it may not be something you want to put down. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And I guess too, we need to ask ourselves, God, what do we need to pull down? And I like, I keep hearing you saying surrender. So just right now to the mom, I think just surrendering to God's ideal of rest for you. Yeah. What that looks like. Something else that I saw a quote from you, and I like this says, train yourself to work from a place of rest instead of resting from your work. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ties in. We feel like once all the work is done, then we can, then we can rest. Mm-hmm. But God's way may say, hey, even in the middle of it, you got to learn how to include that into the rhythm of your, your working. And work, good work, you said good work is not, it's not good without good rest that was yeah. good. that powerful that is so oh that's so good so okay so tell me about this i signed up for the october mini sabbatical did you yeah oh uh, <laughs> you know it's so funny each so god the, the past couple of years past two years i felt i just been feeling where i'm like i feel like i should get away for a couple of days and so i just asked god where he want me to go and i go and he gives me the direction last year i went to savannah georgia i went out of state for three days. And then this year I was like, so God, what am I doing? Where am I going? And usually it's around October. And so I'm reading up on you. I'm following you. And I see she has this October sabbatical. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I'm doing. So I just, first of all, it's already like I'm in the rhythm of that. I can't wait to be a part of it. But can you just share a little bit to our audience what it is? Mm-hmm. So the idea of this event was birthed out of the struggle that I saw many of the women in my community, which once again, I work with a lot of moms who are in leadership and entrepreneurship and homeschool, Mm -hmm. quite a few women that are in ministry and they have younger children. And whenever like a business retreat would come up or something that was designed for them to step away in order to focus like on their work, they would always ask, is there a virtual option? Because logistically, this is challenging for me. Come to, you know, whatever out-of-state location that I would plan for. Or they would say, you know, I paid to be a part of whatever program that they were in. That basically was at the top of my budget. So now I can't afford to go to whatever this thing, you know. And so they will want a, a virtual option. And so... I created a virtual option for this particular thing and they signed up for it. And I'm like, okay, so they obviously want virtual access to deeper dives Mm -hmm. in this content, but it's not serving the purpose that I want for them because they're showing up to the sessions with their babies hanging on to them. They're in the kitchen, putting babies in high chairs, making lunch while they're trying to watch the Zoom. Mm-hmm. Their husband's coming in, asking questions. They're getting up, having to deal with, you know, it's like all of this is happening. Yeah. 
while they're trying to make room for them. Right. And I'm like, this is not achieving the goal. And I'm like, I wonder if there's a way to marry the two. Mm -hmm. How can I keep costs down? How can they have agency over their destination that still gives them this financial space and logistic freedom to get out of the house? Mm. (laughs) And so I created a mini sabbatical opportunity. So the reason why it's called a mini sabbatical is called the Refresh Moms Spiritual Rest Mini Sabbatical is it's an invitation for a deep dive into Sabbath rest. Now, when we're talking about Sabbath rest, Sabbath rest, historically and traditionally, when we talk about it, it's a 24 hour period of time. Mm-hmm. The Shabbat was honored or observed from like sundown on a Friday to sundown on a Saturday, okay. if I have that correctly. And there was a cessation of work in order to make room for intentional worship, prayer, the enjoyment of family, the feasting, enjoying of food, just in resting. Right. Sabbaticals are traditionally speaking a 30-day period of time or more. All right. And they're for basically the same reasons, but in American culture, they insert like the pursuing of other interests. Like some people take sabbaticals to go get another degree. So they step away from work in order to go learn. You know, mm-hmm. in my definitions for my community, it's an opportunity to have deep dives into rest, worship, spending time with God, pursuing other interests. Those things are included. But most of us, even though I'm I'm coming at you for that 30 day uh, <laughs> milestone, mm-hmm. most of us are not ready to take 30 days away from work. Mm. Okay. And so a mini sabbatical is my attempt to help you dip your toe into mm-hmm. a deeper dive into that type of rest. All right. And so this is not an online retreat as much as people call it an online retreat. I know why you do is what we're used to. It really is an invitation to sabbatical. Okay. It's an invitation for Sabbath rest. And while you are resting at the destination of your choice, okay, you can choose to go to a hotel around the corner or an Airbnb. I love Airbnbs. You can hop on a plane and go somewhere exotic. It's really up to you. Mm-hmm. You can go to a, a family member's home that's going to be empty or they have a space where you can be by yourself behind a closed door. You know, you go to a, a local Catholic monastery. They have spaces and rooms for you to list rent for the day, you know, at a low cost. I don't really care. I just want you to leave your home. Yeah. <laughs> which is a contributor to, it's a space that contributes to the rest that you need right now, right? Your children, your spouse and the home responsibility as much as we love them. Sometimes we do need to step away. Leave your work. You're going to put your work down. Mm-hmm. We're going to help you not feel guilty about all of that on, yes. on night one. Yes. <laughs> We're going to lay that to rest for anyone that needs it laid to rest. And come and allow us to give you the spiritual rest sessions that pour into you mm. in order for you to actually leave from that three night experience rested and refreshed. Okay. You get to choose the sessions. You don't have to show up to every session. There'll be 13 sessions and four workshops. I believe I have my numbers correctly. Four restorative workshops. Mm-hmm. We're going to create a charcuterie board together. Oh. We're going to enjoy holy yoga. We're going to have sessions of praying in color, which is a beautiful way to journey with God in prayer. I will have containers for you to employ silent retreats throughout the day. If you're wanting to just set aside a couple hours just to sit in silence with God, I'll have materials ready for you to journey through. It's just designed for you to choose the topics and the and activities that sound refreshing to you. You show up for those, enjoy them in real time. And then for the ones you don't want to attend, you go step away and you go do whatever it is that is going to contribute to your rest. So that's happening October 15th through the 18th. Okay. And I would love to have you if it sounds like something that you absolutely need. Mm-hmm. After this pandemic season. All right. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I did it to quite a few of the ladies that I know that are moms, and a lot of them are like, I need this. I need this. <laughs> like, I know. I know. I'm I can't wait for it. I'm excited about it. 
just, I feel like the more we can get understanding of rest and how to rest and just being poured into on just understanding that is part of how we ought to live. It needs to become, I want it to become something just natural. With yeah. no guilt, no nothing. And I'm able just to flow into it. And I think just a lot of us moms, we want that. We need that. And that's the thing that is missing. Just yeah. learning how to rest, flow in the rhythm of God. But at the end of every episode, I always do a confessions for the soul. And so I just wanted to ask Deanna if she could share some of the confessions that maybe she speaks over herself on something that she can speak today over us moms. And I will repeat them after you if you would like. Sure. Okay. So I was kind of torn on what to share because we're talking about rest and this confession is not particularly about rest, but I think it's also tied to um, guiding us to the rest that we need. Mm -hmm. But I have a scripture writing plan on the topic of rest and it's in my free mini course, make a rest plan. And I do want to invite you to learn more about the all seven ways of rest. We touched on emotional and mental in this episode, but there are five other ways. Spiritual rest is one that we all as humans need rest. And there's a rest needs quiz in there. You mentioned taking it that allows you to identify where your deficits currently are. And once you understand where your highest deficits are, you can watch those videos first. It's a very quick mini course. I think it takes maybe 30 minutes to get through all seven of the videos. So I do want to invite you there. But once you get there, you'll have access to the scripture writing plan on rest. That's exactly where I want you to start. If you're like, I don't think this is within reach. Deanna's talking about Sabbath. That just (laughs) sounds ridiculous for my season. I don't know how that could ever be possible. 24 hours seems completely insane for my life. Just start with journeying with God in scripture and let the Holy Spirit guide you. Don't do not yield to my words. I want you to hear what God is saying to you about how you need to incorporate rest. All right. And you can grab that mini course at deannamason.com forward slash make a rest plan. So The confession that I want to share is something that I literally say every single day. The shower is my altar. Mm. I have said this particular confession back when uh, my children were little and spending time with God was challenging. Mm. (laughs) I would ask my husband to make sure nobody came into the bathroom while Mm. I was in the shower. And I literally had prayers laminated and they were in sheet protectors, like taped on the tile. Oh, wow. And I would literally pray while I was in the shower. Those would be my scriptures that I prayed over myself and my family and my friends, like anything that there was something I wanted to pray about. I would just put it in a sheet protector or laminate it. And I would just tape it to the wall because I knew once I got in that shower, that's, I was going to pray. Right. And this particular one, I've literally said for man, my son's 16. So at least 15 years, Whoa. I've said this. So This is something that you can confess as you are seeking God around the rest that you need. So are you going to repeat after me or is that how we're going to, okay, so here we go. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That you guide me continually. That you guide me continually. You lead me in the way I should go. You lead me in the way that I should go. And counsel me with your eye upon me. And counsel me with your eye upon me. I trust in you. I trust in you. I honor you. I honor you. Believing that you are ordering my steps. Believing that you are ordering my steps. Open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes of my understanding. So that I can do. So that I can do. What you've called me to do. What you called me to do. And that's it. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you so, so much. And before you get off, can you just tell the listeners where they can follow you at or at social media handling? Yeah. 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 The two places that are probably easiest is on Instagram at Refresh Moms. You can find me there. And I have a Facebook community called Spiritual Rest with Refresh Moms. If you type that in your search bar on Facebook, it should take you there. And just hop in. We, we literally prioritize a conversation around rest, spiritual rest specifically in that space. So I would love to have you. 
Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Okay, everyone, that was my conversation with Deanna Mason. Wasn't that refreshing? Ah, there was something that she said that really hit home and that I needed to hear. She said, we're arrogant to believe that when we stop working, God stops working. Wow. God never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's taught us how to rest. So let's take these tools. Let's take the things that we heard and apply them. Let's take Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 and apply it. Come to him. He'll give us a refreshing for our soul. And head over to DeannaMason.com. I want you to check out that free make a rest plan mini course. I took it. It really opened my eyes to the different types of rest that we need. There's also a rest quiz in there for you to see, okay, what areas I may need to work on. Do I need more physical rest, emotional rest? So it'll definitely go into details, but that quiz also, you know, it's very enlightening. I really, really love just the different things that she is teaching as well as in her Facebook community. Head over to that as well. It's called Spiritual Rest with Refresh Moms. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. But I also, I want to hear what you thought of today's episode. What are some things that you're going to do to start making better rest practices? Share your thoughts with me. You can either go to my Instagram page, I am Shawanda Williams, or Facebook page, Refreshing the Soul. Okay, everyone, take care. Until next time. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.